This is The Week Ahead, brought to you by Advisorpedia and powered by Tomatica Research. I'm Chris Versace, Tomatica Research's Chief Investment Officer, and joining me is my pal in the sky, Lenore Hawkins, Tomatica's Chief Macro Strategist. Lenore, take it away. So Chris, by the dip, is alive and well. The markets are absolutely in an everything rally, and we've seen the Bloomberg World Index all green all the way through this week. And it was has now been up 10 days in a row, taking the index to absolute new highs. At this point, it's the winning biggest winning streak we've seen since 2018, and one of only a few that have lasted this long since 2004. Now, Outside- now hang on, hang on. Does that make you worried? Normally, yeah. Normally, I'd be really worried, but we'll go through this. So far, all the technicals, nothing's indicating a pullback. Now, if I look at fundamentals, yeah, I'm worried. Okay. But and, if you and, look at market movement, there's really no reason for concern. And what we've been seeing, I mean, God, at least the past 10 years is fundamentals just aren't really all that big of a deal anymore. Right. And I, I know you're going to get to this, but we also had uh, Fed Chairman Powell speaking to the Economic Club of New York, not only saying... I don't see any sustained inflation, not only saying that, um, you know, signaling the Fed is going to continue to keep interest rates low, but calling for the government to go big to stamp out the pandemic. So that, that you just know that they're going to be in unbelievably uh, accommodative when it comes to monetary policy. Yeah, I, Chair Powell made it very clear that there is one thing they're worried about, and that's unemployment. That is the only thing that they are focusing on. And they are going to let inflation, if we even get it, but they would let it run quite a bit before tamping anything down. And with that, what we've seen is financials that underperformed a lot of 2020 started roaring back to life in November. And they've recently broken back through their February all-time highs and are now kind of at the top of their channel. They're outperforming the S&P 500. We saw a brief pullback in January, but the index is now pushing up against its high. And while short-term momentum is positive, we are seeing a little bit of negative divergence and we're gonna have to have that sorted out. Um, that could, could cause some hesitation in the move in the coming weeks. But given the current overall market environment that we're talking about and the positive technicals, we really think like an upside break is likely for this sector. We're also seeing small caps, the new must own hitting highs almost daily. Uh, the small cap indexes are overbought and overextended, but that's true of much of the market and it just really doesn't seem to matter. New highs are likely and we don't expect any pullbacks to be terribly dramatic support there around 2200 to 2150. And the NYSE FANG Plus Index continues its uptrend since the March lows. And really any pullback there has also been contained. It has been outperforming the S&P for quite a while, both its short-term and intermediate-term momentum continuing to look good. Not quite as strong as we've seen earlier in this rally and support levels are around 6,800 and then another one back at around 6,500. Now on that note, it's interesting to note that non-profitable tech companies have this year outperformed the S&P by 30 percentage points. I mean, 30 percentage points, that, that's saying fundamentals really aren't. Hey, quite there's, a, there's a lot of hopium in the market. That's what you're saying. There really is. I mean, when you look at with record high deficits, record debt to GDP, corporate debt to GDP at record highs amidst extremely high unemployment and 2020 GDP growth that was the weakest we've seen since 1946, all while consumer confidence is sitting at seven years lows. 
naturally high yield has fallen to an all-time low of 4.1%. And there's no indication that that's going to be improving. We've seen the 10-year treasury yield hit a new high though in Friday's trading, putting it at the highest level since March and the 30 years already ridden above the spring 2020 high. So do you, how much of this do you think is predicated on the economy and EPS expectations getting better because of the vaccine mm-hmm. and people really hanging their hat on a substantially stronger second half of the year? Well, you've probably been hearing what I've been hearing about the roaring 20s and that that's what we're no. heading into. I'm not seeing a repeat of the roaring trainings. I think the market is definitely pricing in a lot of, of expectations around life getting back to normal, maybe around Q2 sometime. I think that's, I think the market's going to be disappointed by how that's going to actually pan out. And I think the market is not looking at what's really going on, say in the unemployment market, where we're seeing a big gap between the median number of weeks unemployed and the av- the mean a number. Now what that means when those diverge, what it means is that those people who are highly employable, those who have de- skills that are in demand are getting scooped back into the labor market very quickly. But we're seeing more and more that people who don't necessarily have the great skill sets that everybody wants are seeing their unemployment extend longer and longer. So you're seeing a longer, a bigger structural problem with unemployment, more people getting stuck out of the labor pool. And that is a big drag to the economy. So I I come at it uh, from two different ways. Uh, The the first point I want to make is, and you know how focused I am on this, on the the moving um, level of expectations, whether it's for earnings, economic data, what have you. And I, I do think that the expectations for the speed of the vaccine are going to be uh, met with disappointment. You know, if, if you do the yeah. math, you know, and you you look at Biden 100 uh, 100 million vaccinations in the first you know 100 days, and then you game out the rest of it, you know, simple calendar math, we're not looking you know for everybody to be vaccinated until well into the back half of the year. So I agree. So I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I think that's going to be one resetting of expectations. And I think one other thing people are ignoring is that the fastest growing segment of GDP last year was business spending on automation. We have seen at a time where the economy got hit the hardest it's been hit since 1946, we actually saw productivity go way up. And that is because labor is being replaced with automation. That means those jobs aren't coming back. Well, I think that combined with the shift that we've seen, which will be sustained, no, there's no question about it to uh, you know, digital from what we can call brick and mortar or analog, whether it's um, you know, ordering or the way we communicate, the way we travel in the various support industries for all of that. There are a lot of jobs. It's not just restaurants, it's not just retail. There are a lot of jobs that structurally speaking will not come back. We're seeing a lot of companies really change their business model. We talk a lot about how the pandemic has accelerated shifts that were already occurring. And Disney's earnings last week were just another example of the switch from its traditional business, a traditional movie business towards its booming direct-to-consumer streaming business. Less than 14 months, this is amazing to me, less than 14 months after launching its in North America and the Netherlands on November 19th, 2019, Disney Plus has already achieved what it set out to do in 2024, reaching 90 million subscribers. By January, 2021, it hit 94.9 million. 
Now for comparison, it took Netflix between six to nine years, depending on when you want to start counting to reach that many subscribers. Now with that in mind, let's move this along because I have some WandaVision to get to. <laughs> Excellent point. We're also seeing that companies are expecting some of these shifts that we've been seeing because of the pandemic continue. In fact, Kraft Heinz announced Thursday that it plans to transform, that its plans to transform into a company that's focused more on growth is actually coming along faster than it expected. It increased its productive capacity for its highest demand products by 20% um, through August, and it plans to further expand. And that's a sign to me that it thinks that the eat at home play is going to continue well into the future. We're also seeing Hormel Foods buying Planters Nuts for $3.35 billion. Now that's the largest acquisition in its 130 year history. Again, that's another sign that Hormel is expecting to see that kind of frugality eating at home trend continue. It's also a part of uh, Hormel's uh, continued pivot in its business towards what we could call healthier for you alternatives. You know, they, they do have a line of, of plant-based products and things like that, um, pea protein in particular. And they, 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 like other large packaged food companies are trying to really clean, or sorry, pivot into what you and I call our cleaner living okay. uh, investment theme. So what are you looking for next week? Well, you know, next week is kind of an interesting one, right? Uh, we've got a, a shortened holiday. Uh, short week, a short week because of the holiday. Sorry about that. But <laughs> we, but we've got a lot of economic data. We've yeah. got like 600 companies reporting, and I know that seems like it's going to be a little bit less than we had last week, 650. But it's in four days, Re really three and a half. Because let's be honest, nobody reports on Friday afternoon. So let's take a quick look at what we're uh, getting on the docket. So on Tuesday, we'll get the February Empire State Manufacturing Index. Why do we want to look at this? Because it's one of the first indicators for the month of February. Wednesday rolls out January retail sales. This is going to be a big report. Uh, we've also got the January industrial production and January housing starts. But to me, the biggie is going to be that retail sales report. Are consumer spending? Are we seeing that historical dip that we see after the holiday season uh, comes and goes? But more importantly, are people eating out at restaurants? Are people not? Are they just staying continuing to groceries and are we continuing to see the shift towards digital shopping? That those points are going to be huge. And if you're a follower of you know a company like an Amazon or a Chipotle, this is the data that you're going to want to be looking at. Uh, on Thursday, we've got you know a variety of, of economic data points coming at us. Nothing oh so earth moving, but we will want to continue to watch not so much the new weekly jobless claims, but Lenore, I know you're a big fan of the continuing jobless claims report mm -hmm. for a beat on the economy. And I'll also be looking at, at those home prices reports coming out next week, because while home prices have been rising at an accelerating pace with prices actually outpacing the growth of personal income many times over, we're starting to see some of the housing data roll over. And it'll be interesting to see which is going to win then, because as we've been saying, the pandemic has really accelerated trends. One of them is the shift in housing as companies are deciding this whole work from home thing kind of works out for them. Uh, Spotify announced that it's adopting a work from anywhere model, which is going to allow its employees to work wherever they want, if they want to work at home full-time or the office full-time or sort of a mix. And they're also expecting to allow employees to determine their own locations. So they can pick a country and a city that they want to work. Uh, earlier this week, Salesforce announced 
announced that it's going to let employees where they want to work. And they actually said the nine to five workday is dead. Uh, Square and Twitter have also been saying that they're going to let employees work from home forever. And even Microsoft is planning to be a lot more flexible, which means that the housing market really is changing. You don't have to be in those big cities anymore, paying outrageous prices for a tiny little space. All true, all true. And that's something to be watching for the housing market, which has been not only, uh, sorry, the housing market, which has been el fuego, as have the yeah. companies uh, that kind of work into that, that ecosystem. Um, exiting the week on Friday, uh, we have probably one of the most watched for reports coming, which is going to be the IHS Market Services and Manufacturing Flash PMI. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to tell us the first real, real look at how the U.S. economy did in February. We'll also be getting on the same day uh, similar reports for Europe and for Japan. Uh, so we'll get another fresh look at uh, the speed of the global economy. Um, when we dig into these reports, uh, we'll be looking uh, in particular, I think, at two things. One, what's the order trend that'll give us the first glance at how March might be shaping up? And then following the disappointing January employment report, we're going to see what the what this data has to tell us about the jobs market in February. And yep. Anything else on that? Well, we've been, we've been seeing orders while the manufacturing sector has been quite strong. We've been seeing orders starting to roll over. So that'll be one of the first things to keep an eye on. All right. So let, let's shift gears and talk about earnings for next week. Again, short week, four days, but 600 earnings coming at 600 corporate earnings reports coming at us. Among that, 51 S&P 500 constituents. Uh, what that tells us is that as we get out of next week, about 85% of the S&P 500 will have reported. And yes, we continue to see consensus expectations for the S&P 500 inch higher for 2021. You know, this is uh, one, two, three, three or four weeks now that this has happened. And now the consensus expectation between 2019 and 2021, uh, it's about up 6.6%. So almost double what it was coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Pretty important. Now, in terms of who's reporting, what we want to look at, uh, we have CVS Health reporting. Uh, we want to be focused not so much on their prescription business, not so much on front of store, but what are they saying as they start to deploy COVID-19 vaccines? That will be crucial. We've got Hilton and Marriott reporting as well. You know, these are uh, hospitality and leisure companies. What is the impact of the continued shutdown and travel restrictions on their business? We'll be eyeing occupancy, excuse me, occupancy rates as well as their expectations for the coming quarters. When do they see their business turning? Is it realistic? Shopify will also be reporting. This is a platform company for digital shopping. It should post impressive year-over-year results for the December quarter. But the real key will be, what does it look for in the first half of this year? Which again, we tend to see a dip down in the business, but given the shift towards digital shopping, will they continue to outperform? Boston Beer also reports, and Lenore, I know this is one of your favorites because they own the hard seltzer market. Is hard seltzer still hot? Is it still growing or is that market getting saturated? Let's see what the house of Sam Adams and truly have to say, especially after watching the Super Bowl ads with that Michelob Ultra organic hard seltzer nonsense. Let's see what's going on there. Um, We've also got a plethora of uh, restaurant companies, in particular Wingstop, Cheesecake Factory, and Jack in the Box. Now, same store sales comps will be the crucial metric for the quarter. We've seen a number of uh, restaurants report all negative, and I suspect that uh, Cheesecake Factory probably will be negative. I say that because of the high uh, in-restaurant component of their business. Uh, Wingstop, Jack in the Box, we'll have to see. My take on this, though, is this. 
Chipotle shares got hammered when they missed their same store sales comps uh, last week and they reported and they delivered positive 5.7% off Isn't that the charts. Tells you charts. a lot, right? Tells you a lot of optimisms priced in. It tells you expectations are really high. And if you don't meet those really high expectations. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. But I, I think when we compare the Chipotle same store comps for the December quarter against almost everybody else, mm-hmm. they're taking wallet share hand over fist, yep. hand over fist. That's, and that's also, more of that move to healthier foods. Well, healthier foods and the digital lifestyle because they yep. really embrace digital ordering. I, I, I can't tell you, a week, go, a week doesn't go by that I don't get a, a push notification from them for free guac if I act now. Who doesn't love free guac? True, true. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's finish this up. Um, one of the reports that I'm looking forward to, and this touches on some of the stuff we talked about in last week's The Week Ahead, is going to be applied materials. Right. You know, uh, last Semi-shortage. week- Semi-shortage. Exactly, chip shortage. So we heard a lot about that last week. We heard more about that this week, not just in automotive and the automotive industry, but also in other ones as well, potentially bleeding over into the smartphone market. So, you know, when we think about tight semiconductor uh, industry capacity, we think we have to add capacity. That means more semiconductor capital equipment. That's right in Applied's wheelhouse. I think they're going to have a fantastic print and their outlook should be bullish as well. But let's see what they have to say for how long this uh, shortage might last and how deep it might go. That will that could affect earnings expectations for other companies as a result. A couple other, other high profile earnings to be had, uh, Dropbox, Roku, Universal Display. And with that- That's your week ahead. That, thank you. I could have said it, but that is your week ahead. <laughs>